Hello, and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. Today, I want to discuss with you how it is that we make a difference when we are approaching any of our animals. And one of the most important concepts that you have to have in order to get the best out of your interaction with either your canine or equine client is that of graded exposure. And that's true for humans as well. What we have to realize is that when we approach someone, regardless of species, they don't know what it is that we intend. And therefore, it's very important that they accept and feel comfortable with the interaction. So that even if it's your intent to only do good, if you're moving too fast, if you're doing too many things that's outside that dog or that horse's comfort zone, it's going to be construed as something that is offensive, and then they are going to get defensive. Now, in input for both the dog and the horse, we have to use the senses that are most available to that animal so that using their concept of visual, their concept of auditory and hearing, and their much more tuned sense of smell than the ones we have to be introduced to you so that their initial exposure to you is one of the way they greet everything else in their lives. So we place our hands within their zone and let them smell us and say, hi, I'm being exposed to you. This is how I greet you. And we use a monotone, a calming voice, so that it is not coming across as something that they have to react to, but just information for them to take in in a very neutral way. And when we touch them, we want to touch them in a way that we know they're most accustomed to being touched. Often with a horse that's going to be touching their feet first, their legs first. They're used to having their hooves picked out. So we can greet them in a touch that they're already comfortable with. With a dog, they're often more comfortable if they're being stroked up on their back, not from behind them, which they can consider highly invasive. So the first step in graded exposure is to meet them where they are and make them feel like, you are just saying hello. Then, if we're going to do an intervention, we want to do it in a way that is gentle first, then adding pressure, then adding more pressure. So again, it's accepted because the initial input is one that is within their comfort zone. Now, this means you actually have to pay attention because there are horses that we've dealt with where light touch makes them twitchy and a firmer touch allows them to be more comfortable. 
So there is no golden rule for any animal that you're interacting with. In fact, just like humans, it's completely individual, or as my friend Allison often says, N equals one, meaning that every single client, pet, a competitor, whatever that you are working on, they have to be treated as an individual. And you want to be listening, not assuming the results, but actually hearing and looking and feeling for how they're reacting to you. And that's really important because this is about getting the best possible result for them, not about us. It's about how can you achieve that which you set upon to make their life better, they're more comfortable and able to achieve the goals that are probably being set for them. I'm not sure any of them go, gee, I'd really like to jump that course faster or run those, you know, polls faster. And they do appreciate feeling their best and having the most energy. And we get that, uh, you know, a, a feeling of satisfaction from that all of the time. So we say hello we touch in a way that is acceptable. And then, you've heard me say this before, we determine their can'ts versus their won'ts. Because if I'm going to ask nicely for an animal to turn their head and they choose not to, then by gradually asking and being flexible in the ability to ask, I can grade the exposure So I'm pulling a little bit and they say no. And I go, okay, it's fine if you say no. Is this a can't or a won't? Can you choose if I ask a little differently, if I put a little bit more pressure, if I release the pressure and guide you, what is it going to take to determine whether or not your resistance is fear-based, pain-based, or limitation-based? And that's graded exposure allows you to determine this because you're moving slow enough and you're introducing new sensations in a gradual manner. Now, this holds true very, very obviously when you're using a fascial tool. What we'll find is that the initial touch sometimes will get a a very dramatic reaction. And sometimes it's an aversion, a move away reaction. And sometimes it's a twitch. Sometimes it's an ears flat back. I'm afraid of you. And you go, okay, how can I let the touch be something that you accept before it's a therapeutic touch or a diagnostic touch? Let's just get the touch to something that you're neutral about. Once we establish that with our tool, then we can use a feathering technique, a light brushing technique. Can they accept that? Do they move towards that? Do they relax and breathe with that? And then we know that that level of exposure is something that we can move forward from. And then, using the tool as an example, we can do a more firm, a longer stroke, and then begin to notice Are they actually reacting to the technique we're doing? You know, are they reacting to the fact we're touching them or the way we're touching them? And once they are comfortable with being touched, then we can actually evaluate 
that reaction. So they're being touched therapeutically and in a way that we can evaluate and gain information from. So we're using this firmer touch and we're looking, are their ears twitching? Are they moving towards or away? Is there a paniculus, that twitch? Is that occurring under our hands or is that occurring distal, away from their head, proximal towards their head? And from that, we can notice whether or not the dysfunction is right where we're working, upstream or downstream. So when we're using a graded exposure and we're understanding that we have to take our time before we increase our intensity, then we can learn so much more and provide so much more for this creature who we've been entrusted to take care of. When we're using a MagnaWave or pulsed electromagnetic therapy, we will run the machine's loops over the dog, over the horse, without turning it on. That's the beginning of a graded exposure, saying, hi, here's, here's an interaction with you. If they react to that, then we can't trust that turning it on is going to give us a valid reaction because they're reacting to the fact they're being touched, not the wavelength that's being introduced. So once we can work within their comfort zone and say, okay, this input is just like being curried. This input is just like being brushed. This is something you're familiar with. We wait until there is no reaction to the tool. Then we can turn it on, increase that input, and trust that the reaction we're getting, that twitching, that muscle tension, that ears forward, that licking and chewing, head dropping, all of that is actually coming from the input, from that wavelength. And then we can say, okay, I noticed that there's a primary issue, a primary interference at the pole, at the neck, mid-back, over the hind end, left side, right side, and begin to gather data that we can then use to make recommendations for exercise, for movement, for palliative care. You know, it's hard to know what to treat if they're reacting to the thought of being touched. So graded exposure lets us get beyond that barrier into a truly informative interaction with your dog and with your horse. And when it comes to exercise, when it comes to giving advice to what to do after the fact, you know, it's it's amount of how does it feel to ask them to go straight? How do they work with you or do they pull either if you're saddled or if you're leading a dog? How do they react and how can we introduce a new way of movement in a way that makes it comfortable and similar to something else that they've already being done? And we find that when we're adjusting. You know, if I'm adjusting a foal, an animal that's never had anybody do any form of range of motion or manipulation, 
it has to be done in a way that they're going, hey, I'm touching you. Isn't this fun? You know, you play around with your, um, you know, sometimes the other ones out in the herd or litter mates if it's a dog. And we're going to touch in a playful way. And then we're going to watch how they react as we start to play with their feet and increase range of motion. Here's a little bit. They pull away. We stop. We go, okay. That was one thing. Now let's do the next thing. And I find that the acceptance rate, if you don't jump in and impose yourself on them, but instead step by step, inch by inch, acceptance by acceptance allows you to go deeper into the work. If I find resistance the first time, I'll go by a three-strike rule. I'm going to ask And then if there's resistance, I'm going to ask a little more firmly, place my hands a little more deeply, drop their head a little more firmly, and ask again. If I get a better result, excellent. If not, I'm going to ask again, and I'm going to say, okay, you weren't really willing this time, but now you've seen nothing bad has happened. Let's go a little stronger a little deeper, grading this exposure to tolerance, and then all of a sudden I get the results that I was looking for. Or I say, this is a truly cannot be done. Let's bring in a different technique. Respect the result as opposed to saying, I'm going to get that head turned 100% no matter what, and then I've set myself up so that they're not going to let me touch them the next time. It's you know, it's all learning curve, you know, in order to get there, we want to be able to be accepted at each and every level of this interaction. And the same thing for any of you who, who, you know, taken a dog for a walk for the first time and had them fight against the leash and you finally find ways for them to succeed. We've taken a step forward. Excellent. You've got it. Lots of reward. And the first time you sit on a horse, the fact that if it will step forward, if it will move with you on its back and not spin, that's excellent. We've exposed themselves to our presence. And then the next step is actually asking for some give, some release, some movement forward. So, When you think about your goals with your animal, when you're thinking about, am I looking for an agility dog to be able to be better at what it's doing? And I'm looking for what's inhibiting it. The first thing that we want to do is have them work with us in the evaluation, work with us so that I can palpate lightly and they go, okay, fine. Then I can palpate a little deeper for more information because I've already established trust. And then we can ask them to move with this newly established trust and they will trust themselves to go further than they've ever gone before. Again, you know, we're working with pack animals and we're working with in the horse's case, prey animals. And so being able to do a graded exposure, a less than more 
than most, it becomes a, a dance where the steps are there for both of you and the elegance of the solution is enjoyable for both. So I invite you to notice how you've been working now with your dog, with your horse. Have you been jumping in or have you been taking steps? And has it served you or could you dial back and celebrate each successful movement and continue adding until you have the recipe for success that you both deserve. Thank you for joining. This has been an Equiline podcast. It's Dr. Wendy Corin. Have a wonderful day.